0: Welcome to another episode of Living an Ultra Life. My name is Mike. I'm your host. Having a wonderful time. I am recovering from Cape Fear 24-hour run this past Saturday, which was a- another awesome event. So this is my third time running the Cape Fear 24-hour. Just an incredible event put on by Lisa McFarland and her amazing team of volunteers. I mean, it was just The most pleasant run that I do every year. We started running Cape Fear in 2021 and had a fantastic time. And so it is now like on our schedule for the second weekend in October every year. That's the one thing that will always be on there. And uh, just an absolute great community of runners. I mean... I'm going to go through some of the runners and some of the ways that they just impact you with their incredible greatness. And yeah, it was just, it was a lot of fun. So let's just kind of start out. So, you know, you guys all know that I was aiming for a hundred miles, which is a very tall order for the slow back of the pack runner. But man, I gave it my all. I trusted my training going in. I'd used the smart training and did everything right in training, I think, and you know, quite honestly, I think there were a few things that I could have done better during the race. But overall, it was it was a very well run race. I stayed steady throughout, and I finished seventeenth uh, overall, eleventh male, which I'm quite excited about. Eighty five point something miles officially, eighty seven miles on my watch. A lot of people were having GPS issues, and so. Who knows what is right? I don't really care. I still know that I gave it my all and put it out there and was totally exhausted afterwards. So let's just kind of start with what the race was like. Got there. We got set up in a new spot this year, which was kind of on the curve um, of the second diamond past the aid station. Usually we're before the aid station. I decided that I really wanted to be after the aid station. So anytime I stopped, I had already logged a lap. And that worked out well. We were in a really nice spot. Got the uh, tail veil all set up. It was a beautiful, clear, actually pretty cool evening. And so Jenny and one of her friends, Chrissy, uh, Chrissy came down from Raleigh and spent some time with Jenny and then camped out for the night. And they stayed up and spent a bunch of time talking and just, you know, sharing and having a good time. And I went to bed around 7.30, a beautiful, beautiful night. Got up at five in the morning because Mike thought the race started at 7 a.m. Yeah, the race doesn't start until 8 a.m., but I was sure it started at 7 a.m., so I got up at 5 a.m., did my usual pre-race stuff, and for some reason, I knew that it was going to start raining somewhere around 7, 8 o'clock, and I don't usually... So I had slept in the tail veil on my mattress sleeping bag and everything, which was very, very comfortable and got a great night's sleep, about seven hours of sleep the night before a race, which is just phenomenal um, for those of you who know what it's like trying to sleep before a race, but got a great night's sleep. And something in my head told me to pick up the mat and put it back in the van before I started moving everything around. Don't really know why, but that was a wise you know, decision. So one of the one of the wisest decisions I made was picking that up. As usual, Mike was overpacked with clothes, so I had too many clothes, too many bags with clothes in it. And as some of you know, we have been dealing with a flea infestation in the house with two indoor kitties, and we're not really sure where the fleas came came from. But it's been a two week battle, a little bit more to go. Uh, we feel like we're on top of it now and getting towards the end of it. But you know, fleas are fleas, and Yeah, nobody wants them, but yeah, we'll get rid of them. But so we, I, it was just a confusion, you know, trying to figure out what I had packed, what I needed to pack, where the stuff was. It's just, it was a two weeks of just a mess that I'd like to never go through again. But anyway, that will come into play here in a second, but we got the map picked up and everything and Jenny came out and we started kind of moving, putting up our little aid station by the van and just kind of stationing the table and my bins how I wanted them and the cooler how I wanted it and you know, getting all those things just sort of situated. And at seven o'clock, the skies opened up and it rained and it rained. Went back in the tail veil, sat down in the tail veil, just kind of wait because Jenny found out that it was an 8 a.m. start. and So I had another hour. So I just sort of chilled in the tail veil and listened to the rain pound on the van and going, hmm, okay, how long can this last? Now, the radar was showing that the rain was going to end at 10 a.m. Liars. And uh, so we started the race at 8 a.m. in usual style. It was a phenomenal start. I was actually very, very smart. I went back to my assigned Space by me in the very back of the of the starting pack there were probably about 150 runners I would say started the race it was really amazing crowd just loved it I started running the first part I first lap or two I did with a gentleman by the name of Paul Heckert and he is a legend in the ultra running sport and I really really enjoyed running with Paul and I'm going to see if I can get him on as a future guest. And so I kept my pace really, really down low. I was aiming for six and a half to eight minute laps. The laps are 0.58 or something miles. comes out to 0.58 and a bunch of numbers after it. And so my first lap was right in there, right around the 7.12 mark. My second lap was a little bit fast at 6.30. By this time, I don't have the conga line. And the, it's starting to spread out some. I had probably been lapped by the fast runners, you know, at least once by this time. The fast runners, I'm telling you what, there were some incredible athletes out there. There was a young man named Lamar who just put on an exhibition of running greatness. Billy Gunn was there and he was his usual self. Cynthia Robbs was there. You guys have met her on the podcast. She was just crushing it right from the very beginning Uh, There were these two Army Ranger girls, probably in their 20s, who just were blowing away the pack. A lot of other young guys out there, you know, I would say all, you know, 20s to 30s, Uh, a very young Marine guy out there who I don't think he ever wore, you know, I think he put a shirt on, you know, sometime in the morning and everything, chiseled, just a young, chiseled Marine. And he went out there. Leon Nevins was his name, and he put on an exhibition of running. I mean, just great, great athletes. It's just 24-hour events is just so much fun because you get to see just incredible, incredible athletes out there. But then you also get to be around the back of the pack athletes like me that you know are just out there giving it their all, pressing you know to do things that human bodies. Probably aren't really built to do, it, but it's just it, that's what I love about this. You know, 24-hour event is you know the different types of runners that you get to see out there. So I stayed on pace and was was actually doing really really well with my laps. I had uh, to take a little bathroom stop around 10 o'clock, and yes, the rain did not stop at 10 o'clock. Uh, the rain kept on raining, and the rain kept on raining. My song, my theme song for this race became Colton Dixon's song, Build a Boat. The, the refrain kind of goes, I will build a boat in the sand where they say it never rains. I will stand in, up in faith. I'll do anything it takes. With your wind in my sails, your love never fails or fades. I'll build a boat in the desert place. And when the flood and the water starts to rise, yeah, I'll ride the storm because I got you by my side. With your wind in, your, in my sails, your love never fails or, fa- or fades. I'll build a boat. So let it rain. So I have this song in my head as we now go from rain starting an hour before the race that was only supposed to go to about 10, that extends to about 3.30 in the afternoon. So you can imagine by the time the rain finally stopped, I decided that I wasn't going to change my shoes or any of that kind of stuff until the rain stopped because the radar and we talked about this as runners the radar was showing that when the rain stopped the rain was stopped we weren't going to have it again that'll come back to play here in a little bit but so i i uh made a good decision i didn't i didn't change my clothes i just kept on plugging away and i hit the uh 50k mark in under seven hours and then i the rain finally stopped about 330 and so I quick ran into our little tent and began to change my clothes and I looked in our in our little tail veil and there were lots of wet clothes laying around and there were puddles in the tail veil because the tail veil leaked. I don't know if it's because of all the rain that we got, but it was just, you know, kind of one of the many challenges we had our Normally reliable, fantastic fan didn't work. It's either because something's come loose in the wiring for the fan or our portable battery that we charged up before we left and everything wouldn't stay on, wouldn't hold a charge. So something in all of that electrical world wasn't working. That was just one of a myriad of little challenges, The the puddles and the tail veil being... You know, that's where my wife lives when I'm doing these races because that's where she hangs out and then she can pop out and cheer. Her very quiet, timid cheers. Oh, wait, that's not Jenny. Her very enthusiastic, um, wonderful cheers that you can hear all the way, half mile away, you can hear her cheering. And this has been noted because I was running with a... Uh, a lady named Sherry McCafferty. And so we were running along and all of a sudden I heard this, woo-woo, yeah, go get them, Orange Runner. And Sherry's like, I think somebody's cheering for you. I said, yeah, that's my wife. She's She's over on the other side of the route and everything. She's like, wow, you've got a big fan. I said, yes, she is a fan of mine. I think she likes me and I'm going to keep her. And so, yeah, I spent a lot of time with Sherry McCafferty, who will last will be a future guest on the show. And you're going to love her. Just an amazing, amazing woman and has done just incredible things. So I'm looking forward to getting her on the show, too. So Build a Boat was was the theme song for Cape Fear 24 Hour 2023. And uh, very appropriate because there was so much water on the course that. Yeah, there there were little streams kind of running across and everything and we got wet. But the biggest thing that happened during the race was that I I stayed consistent. I and you know, if if you look at my run in Strava, you're like, yeah, consistently slow. And and I was consistently slow-ish, but you know what? It was uh it was my second fastest or my second best 24 hour race ever. And this was my seventh 24 hour race. And so I'm so excited about it because one of the things that I did was I had less stoppage time in this race than I've had in any of the 24 hours before. So just kind of an example, in 2021, ran the first this race and I got 89.9 miles and my stoppage time during that race was about 2 hours and and 50 minutes of of stoppage time. My stoppage time last year was 3 hours and 15 minutes. And my stoppage time this year, this is time stopped where you're not moving and everything, uh, was down to uh, an hour and 55 minutes. So I was really excited about that. So yes, my pace was a little bit slower because I only got 87 miles instead of 89 miles. But what really turned out well was that I made good decisions. The decision to stop and change my shoes, my clothes, to re-lube every possible area of my body, that my water-soaked body was just a great decision, had a little bit of a blister problem on the bottom of my right toe, re-lubed that with foot goo and everything, which I think really helped a lot probably avoid some of the really nasty foot problems that i saw they had a this what lisa mcfarland does she had the campbell university like portable medical team there the whole race and i mean these guys were busy stretching people fixing and taping people's blisters i mean these guys they, what an amazing, amazing group of people. Just very pleasant to be around. I would say hi to them every time I went past. And man, just a great group of people and everything. So they, they were out there and they dealt with some feet that were pretty daggone ugly. Because, you know, when your feet get wet, your feet get unhappy. So we kept on going. I, I thought I did really good. I did another kind of a costume change. Around 11 o'clock at night, which was also when I had this instant where I must have eaten something that didn't quite agree with my stomach because I went to go in one of the portagons to take a leak and I'm just sitting there doing my thing, and all of a sudden I start dry heaving. To my utter amazement, my wife had been in the portajohn right next to me, which was near our van and everything. And she heard me retching but didn't know it was me. She got out of the Portageon and into the van before the squall, the rain squall that wasn't supposed to happen, all of a sudden dumped on us. I was down the track about probably a quarter mile away with no cover. And when the rain came down again and did not appear that it wanted to stop ever again, there were some. There were some strong words that were used by many of the runners as I went there. There may have been some cuss words. I'm I'm not going to verify that or anything, but uh, yeah, there were there were some strong feelings about the rain at that point. Um, I kept on going though and persevered through that rainstorm. Just had to plow on ahead, and kept on going around. Probably 1 a.m. I fell in with Wendy Murray and Emily Lyons. Who thank you both. You those two were just so. It was such a pleasure to spend a couple miles with them, and they helped the old guy along immensely, encouraging me. James Huller, who is the race director for Swami Shuffle 200, which I'm also in this year again, and he was just amazing. I mean, the dude is just a warrior. He came into this race, and he says he was untrained, but he still knocked down 39 miles, but he did it while encouraging everybody around him with a kind word, couple of laps, I mean, it just I—he's just such a selfless guy. Uh, I just I love being around James. He's just an, an amazing guy. The whole time we're being passed by different people that are just putting up some unbelievable miles. Like Billy Gunn at one point I thought, hmm, he doesn't look so good, and I don't know what he did. I don't know if he you know just put himself in his car and took a five minute break and gave himself a pep talk, but. Man, he came out, and he was blazing laps. He was probably running 9, 10-minute miles from 1 a.m. on like clockwork. The dude looked like a machine. I was so impressed by him. Watching Cynthia Robbs fight through the pain cave and get over 100 miles. Uh, There was this gal named Tanya, and kudos to another person named Laura Matecki, who fell in with Tanya when Tanya didn't think she could go past 100K. Lori Metechery paced her and stayed with her and encouraged her and got her over 100 miles. Of course, Lisa McFarland was huge in that also because she wouldn't let Tanya stop at 100K. She said, no, no, you've got more in you. Um, that's one of the things Lisa is famous for. Is you you don't tell her you're at 100K and you're stopping because she won't let you. Marianne Cowan also found that out. Marianne is one of my favorite favorite people of all time. She's this 70 year old little bitty gal who doesn't think she can, but she moves mountains with her spirit and with her attitude. She's just out there. It was just it was such a pleasure watching her go around. Tom Green. So Tom Green, Thomas Green, is just an amazing, amazing athlete. So this is a guy who uses a stroller to keep his balance because he had a major accident years ago and went from one of the top 100-mile runners to a guy who had a major brain injury from an accident. And he comes back, and he's out there, and the dude laid down 71 miles. I mean, I... I, I can't tell you how I'm impressed I am by that. Um, Paul Starling went out and you know he's another one of those guys that's just a legend and just the nicest guy to be around he and I spent some time chatting around 4 a.m on a couple of laps and it was just such a pleasure to watch him go okay I'm gonna get you know my fifth, I'm gonna get my 100k. And then he just didn't stop. He just kept on going, and he went well over 75 miles. Um, just impressive, impressive guy. Man, there's so many people that, I was, uh, that I'm was that i just really impressed by. Jim and Vicki Halsey are just Vicky will tell you that she's a walker, but the gal has finished Vol State twice. She's finished um, Hots, and she's just a champ out there. And Jim was out there with a— you know messed up foot that he's just had he's had a miserable 2023 running year but he went out there and he still gimped around on you know one foot a couple of laps and it was just and he smiles at everybody and encouraging everybody and it was those are the type of people that I, the ultra running sport is, is just full of these people who they'll give you the shirt off your back if you ask for it you know and they're just the kindest kindest people you'd ever want to be around and that that is such a pleasure to you know surround yourself with is, is people that are just kind and want to see you do great things. And this Cape Fear 24 hour, that's probably the biggest thing that I see. You know, when when you cross the finish line, when you know every time I cross the timing maps. And Lisa was out there, man, thumbs up, high fives, just encouraging you. And I'm not the only one she's encouraging. She encourages every single runner. By the end of the race, she is just hoarse because she can't talk anymore. Her daughter is out there and spent you know, the day before, the whole day, all night long, always had a smile. The aid station volunteers, oh my goodness, you, you can't find better quality people than this every time you went past the aid station they were cheering for you they were encouraging you they had a bunch of young people out there that had the the best cheer squad they found pom-poms someplace lord only knows where and had an air horn and so you'd come in through the little aid station and they'd be cheering you on and this is like three in the morning which I went foggy-brained around 3 in the morning and was stumbling around the track and finally decided, okay, I'm going to take a 10-minute nap in my chair. That was one of my other naps, my non-moving time that I really needed because I just needed a quick 10-minute nod-off nap. But every time you come through the aid station, you know, you get greeted with, go, Michael, go, Michael, <laughs> and the pom-poms waving, and the air horn going off. And it was just like, it was such a pick-me-up. So, I mean... I can't say enough about this race. This is one of my absolute, absolute, absolute favorite races. The only other races that I compare to them are the races that Karen Santo puts on here in the Hampton Roads area. I, they're just Karen and, and Lisa are two race directors that are just two peas in a pod um identical races if you ever get a chance to sign up for either one of these two races you're going to enjoy it you're going to have fun it doesn't matter whether you think you're you're a stellar athlete or not you're going to have an absolute blast and uh so i'm i'm going to tell you i am i am really really happy with my 87 miles no i did not get to 100 miles but i don't feel like i failed I feel like I pushed my body to do everything possible that I could. I gave it my best shot. I I trained really, really well for this. And I thought I ran a very smart race and I'm very, very happy with the results. And I can't wait for my next race which will be here in a couple weeks. And I can't wait to go pace a friend of mine at Rim to River. It's going to be an absolute adventure and can't wait to do that. And then I'm going to pace another friend at Devil Dog, Cape Pace and Crew, another friend at Devil Dog Ultras in December. And I can't wait to do that. And, Then I'm going to head down to Florida, run a 100-miler with my mom and dad crewing me, and that will be an absolute blast. And then on to Swami Shuffle, and then on to six days in the Dome. And Lord only knows what's next after that. But one thing I do know is the second weekend in October, Jenny and I will be back down at Cape Fear 24-hour having an absolute blast, as Jenny just frowned at me. So that'll do it for this week's episode of Living an Ultra Life. Thank you so much for listening. Really can't tell you how much I appreciate it.